Welcome to Unlock Your Magic, the podcast all about living authentically and doing life on your own terms. My name is Christine, I'm your host, and I invite you to come on a journey with me to discover what it means to live an authentic life, looking at the messy bits of how to get there, and hopefully picking up some tips and tricks along the way so that you can start living life as your truest self. Welcome to another episode of Unlock Your Magic. And today's guest is Ray Carbonito, uh, who is a martial artist, an artist, a wisdom teacher that specializes in well-being, vitality, and the unlocking and cultivation of human capacity. And he's been working and teaching for 25 years and is based in Hawaii. And he's conducted workshops, retreats all over the world for a variety of groups, including special units, of military and law enforcement in the US and the UK, along with different martial arts schools and well-being organizations. And one of the unique characteristics of Ray and his teachings is his ability to physically demonstrate everything that he shares, regardless of how metaphysical or esoteric it is. Welcome, Ray. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So I just wanted to kind of, so we are actually physically in the space uh, together, and which is the first time I'm doing this. And he just threw me a curveball because in the pre-interview kind of stage, we talked about a lot of his work that I've experienced myself, which is out of this world, really, but off this world. Um, but he threw a whole kind of th- curveball in that he had a whole different career beforehand. And I suppose I want to dip into who is Ray today and where are you coming from? What's your journey? Because I think that really links into each other as we talked about. Okay. Wow. All right. Yeah. Um, So where I am now, um, I am a martial artist and I make a clear distinction that that is what I am and uh, what I share is art and a variety of well-being types of programs, workshops, techniques, things, right? Uh, so my whole focus is of everything that I do now, all my offerings, whether it's art or training or anything, is well-being and vitality. And so, you know, it's like, I, yes, I still offer martial arts and meditation and all the other bits. But um, my stance is, let's be well first. And then from there, we can do whatever we want. And also, another um, key philosophy of mine is that a person's cultivation path is not determined by me. What, what do I mean by that? So mm. it's like, I, what I get a lot is, oh, I want to learn martial arts. Or what martial arts do you do? And, you know, should I learn that? And... I share the martial arts that I do. I share my personal practices, but like what I say um, for cultivation paths to others is that that's your choice. So it's like, it's not for me to say, oh, you need to do this style of martial arts or this kind of thing, whatnot. So where I am today is what I share are the key building blocks, principles, insights, tools to deep cultivation, regardless of culture or style. Mm. Yeah. And so this is beyond martial arts as well. Mm. Yeah, so that's where I am. And uh, yeah, it, it was, uh, it's been quite a journey to get here now. And I'd love to share um, 
as much of it as I can. Yeah. So maybe maybe let's just start where you are right now. And because we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago where you had said that because I looked into martial arts and we had that similar conversation. And one thing that kind of struck me was you had said that it actually martial arts only gets you this far and there's something else there's more to it and that it, the more to it is what you're teaching and it's I know it's quite difficult to to articulate sometimes of what it actually is you're doing because even when people ask me it's like what is radio I'm like I can't describe it but it's just amazing out of this world and just I've never experienced anything like this yeah. so wow thank you thank you yeah and actually that bit of describing what it is that I do is has been one of the biggest challenges mm. of my my path. And so the way I explain things these days is that my approach is I, I view martial arts um, and movement um, and mobility and all that stuff as um, as a language. And so I say it's like it's like I'm te I am actually sharing a language and the language is, the language of being a human where it's the complete it, it's this way for you to express yourself but it's also a way for you to know yourself and to know uh the things that you're a part of and your relationship to all the things that you're a part of so it is a language i, I approach it as a language to where it's like for example you know um What's trendy these days is movement and mobility, right? And then meditation, right? Like there's a lot of these things around, which is great, right? And so when I get asked about this, let's say movement and mobility, I'm like, okay, you know, it's like, how does this relate to martial arts or deeper skill, you know, um, uh, at deeper applications, whatnot. And I say, well, okay, let's remove the style, remove the culture, remove Things just look at it uh, from a human being existence perspective, and if you look at a human being, there are three base postures: lying down, sitting, and standing. Those are the three base postures that human beings do, and you know, through their life. And so, um, when you start to explore the transitions between these postures, that and explore the most efficient ways based on whatever goal that you're trying to achieve, that's what becomes a practice. And so then this is a language, right? So it's like, yeah, we can sit on the floor and get up, but how we get up determines, you know, like the, 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 the um, level of efficiency that we, that we were able to achieve in a given circumstances determines where we're at. And then it also shows us what we need to work on. Mm. Right. So, yeah, that's that's the uh, the crux of it, you know, because um, yeah, so uh, describing, you know, uh, what it's like to train with me, what my offerings are, um, has been a challenge um, for a very long time, and even to this day, like um, like like yourself, people ask you, <laughs> and it's like I don't know, but you got to experience it, and so what what I say a lot when I engage those that um, train with me or experience a workshop or whether you've trained with me years or you've 
you did, a, you came to a presentation that was 15 minutes or whatever, I would ask, it's like, if you were, how would you describe what you mm -hmm. just experienced? And it's funny to me because like, it's asked of me to explain it, but then when I try and I, I'm looking for the most efficient way to explain it and it, it it's almost become like a, uh, I'm gonna say a joke, but <laughs> it's entertaining. Yeah, It's entertaining to hear, to hear, to, to see this kind of response um, not only myself, but those around me, right? So, but essentially what it is, is uh, focuses on vitality and well-being. Focus, uh, the approach is to know yourself, um, the larger thing, know the larger things that you're a part of and what your relationship to those things are. Mm -hmm. And so this is very deep, right? And this is regardless of what path you're on, whether it's martial arts or meditation or any other pottery or cooking mm -hmm. or anything anything mm. right um when people ask um how do i find my cultivation path uh, mm. the simplest thing that i say is do as many things as possible and whatever shows you the most about yourself do that if something comes along that shows you more do that mm. and keep going keep going so that it's like because it's difficult it's like we're there's so we're at a time where we have access to all the information yeah, um, that exists throughout humanity, right? And our fingertips. And it's like, where where do I go? What do I watch? What do I, where do I even begin? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, just go with what resonates and check in with yourself. And it's like, do you see more of yourself when you do these things or when you watch these things or, you know, when you actually uh, engage mm -hmm. these kinds of things? And if the answer is yes, keep doing that. So do you want to tell us a little bit about your cultivation path then of how you you got to this because you know and and one of the things you kind of said as well is like things changed once you realized you threw someone around the room <laughs> in martial oh, yeah, arts yeah, 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 so yeah. but where so but there was a whole journey to that point and i'd love to kind of when he's talking about cultivation i'd love to hear what was your path of cultivation of getting to know yourself because that's really what this podcast is all about right yeah. it's about finding out who are we authentically and truthfully and yeah how did how what is your yeah. path so yeah the path started like uh where i begin the story and you know it's like i can tell from you know my upbringing and whatnot but the key moment of my path was you know it was in high school time where you know i was going through some tough times you know normal it wasn't any big stuff it was just normal stuff but at the time, you know, as a teenager, high school, it's everything, right? And, you know, looking back, it's like, oh, it's, 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 it's not a big deal, mm -hmm. right? And, but back then, that version of me was a big deal, right? It's like, there's a lot of discomforts and, um, yeah, just pressure and, you know, just kind of like confusion, right? Um, uh, yeah, just normal stuff. And at the time, that's when, you know, I, I just thought it's like, it, it would be nice to have something to lean on or to, yeah, to lean on during times like this. Right. And I didn't know what, I, like, I, I just, I didn't know what that looks like. And so, you know, it's like, a you go with what, you know, like you go with what's available, what you know, what you think, you know, right. So at this time I went to a bookstore and I'm, bought a bunch of books, you know, that just thought made sense to me. So it's like, 
books on Buddhism and Taoism and Confucianism and um, public, you know, like um, political theory, you know, that that kind of stuff. And, and the, these books were based on texts that were um, that we read in high school, hmm. right? You know, um, and it was like maybe I should have paid attention to these texts more. You know, it's like and yeah, I mean, it wasn't like deep thought. It was just, that was my thing. It's like okay, these are the kinds of things that we were assigned to read. You know, when I was in high school, maybe I should pay attention to this, like really see what this things, these things are about. And then along with, you know, going to church and all this kind of stuff, right? You know, like, you know, like um, uh, engaging my upbringings, you know, like um, in terms of religion and spirituality and just all the bits and just started there. And then, but I, I had no idea what I'm looking for. I'm just, it was just this whole thing. It's like, it would be nice to have something that I can lean on when, you know, life's not comfortable. And then it was around that time where my martial arts teacher found me. Hmm. And then at first I said, no, I'm like, no, I don't think it's for me. Right. Because I, I did have, I was introduced to the martial arts when I was seven years old. And at the time, like I, I did it for a few years and, you know, didn't really enjoy it. You know, like it wasn't something that's like, oh yeah, you know, this is what I want to do. It was just, you know, Eh, it was all right. I did something I did. And so when that path revealed itself, I was basing it off of my experience as a child. And then I was like, nah, you know, and, and then, but what happened was, um, it kept, it, it just kept swirling, swirling in my world, in my mind. And, you know, there was this voice that was just saying, how do you know? how do you know this is not for you? It's like, why don't you just check it out? And so I did. Um, one month later, I, I, I asked if, um, you know, there, there's still space in the class available uh, or if, if there's still space available in the class. And I went to go see it and I was blown away. It was like nothing I've ever seen. I was, I was so scared and so intrigued at the same time. Because all I saw was like, um, it was a wooden platform, maybe about 10 feet by 15 feet tops, tops. And it was outdoors, um, in the evening, uh, not much light. And there was a teacher and there was about four students. And then my teacher, so, uh, just, uh, as a side context, the, 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 initial school that I'm a part of is, um, there was two teachers running one school. So the teacher that found me brought me to see the other teacher teach class. And all I saw was this guy like throwing people around on that wooden platform. And, you know, it was just not, there was not much speaking. There was just like all this movement and training. And, you know, it's like, I was blown away. I never seen anything like that. And then um, I'm a teacher and whatnot. And from that point, it was like, let's try this. And then once I tried it, I never stopped. <laughs> yeah. And so then that's one path of it. Like, uh, that's one part of my journey. And But it, it's the main part of my journey. <laughs> is the, that training led to more things, more things down the martial arts path and, um, yeah, that, that is, this is the main path of my life 
and everything else are offshoots of this pack. Everything. Mm. And so, yeah, that's, that's where I am now. Well, and maybe let's bring then in what you kind of, because when we were setting up, um, Ray showed up with all this uh, equipment and I was like, oh, wow, I kind of feel, you know, and he was like, well, actually, that's what, that's my previous career. And I was like, wait, what? So I didn't even know that. So maybe because I know you've th there's a couple of strands to it, right? I know you've been given that sc the, uh, school very early on in your martial arts world uh, as a really young, young man. And then you like, oh, I had this whole media career as well. So maybe talk a little bit about the the two sides of, of that, because I think you, you were running both at the same time. But yeah. yes. OK, so to kind of paint a clearer picture of the martial arts path mm. first, and then I can go into the um, other path. So in the martial arts path, I am part of a um, just private closed door school traditions, right? Which means um, invitation only, got to be recommended. But I didn't know any of this at the time, right? Because I wasn't even looking for a martial arts school or mm. anything like that. It's only as I trained that I got to know and see and understand what this thing is that I'm a part of. What kept me coming back is like, this is just some of the coolest things that I've ever done in my life, right? And I can't get enough of it. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so, um, yeah, and, and this is something that um, when I started training, it was just something that I did for myself. I didn't tell anybody. I, you know, like there was a good chunk of time where not even my family knew when I was, that I was training. Wow. Right? And then so, and then you mentioned, you know, like, yeah, um, you know, you brought up, you know, in the school being gifted to me at a young age. I was like, yeah, um, my teacher gifted me a school when I was 23, right? So I was, and at the same time, I didn't even know, mind you, I want to be clear. A lot of these things, I didn't know what it meant, hmm. right? It just meant, it's like, okay, this is happening. Okay, right? And, and for, for me at the time, so, you know, like um, being gifted a school, what does that mean? Sounds cool, right? Sounds cool. It's like you say it now. It's like, wow, you know, that this is, that's amazing. Hmm. Back then, it didn't, it wasn't much because, again, closed door traditions and everything. So. Right. Just, just to kind of fill in the bits, um, I started my training in Guam, and that's where I was born and raised. And then I moved to Hawaii mm. um, to go to university, right? And then it's in Hawaii where the school was gifted to me, mm. right? And then there's actually a connection between Guam and Hawaii that just it's it's kind of a crazy story as well. But if we have time later, I can get into that. But to move along in this story is. Hawaii is where the school was gifted to me. And I was still in college when the school was gifted to me, right? But I, and again, sounds cool now, but back then it's like, oh, what does this mean? I don't know. To me, because it, 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 the Hawaii school was closed door as well, right. right? And so to me, it was just like, oh, this just means that I have a key to the place and I <laughs> warm up everybody and we train together. There's no different. There's, 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 there's nothing different. There's, there's no change. And it was like, I'm not better because I got this or it's just... Now I'm responsible for opening up the place and, you know, making sure everybody's warmed up and right. I get to train whatever I want to train now. That, that's, that's really all it, it, it is. Right? As a 23-year-old, that's kind of what, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Like... It, it's a lot, right? I mean, it, it's, it, it's, it's heaven. I'm like, great. 
So that's what the Marshall path looks like. And then now fast forward. So I went to university and I majored in communications with a special specialization on mass media. Mm. And so um, what happened was, you know, as a, in my childhood, I've always been fascinated with art, creativity, like since grade school, I would see my classmates and my friends um, draw or paint. And those that are talented in art, I it just felt this, um, like I was envious. I was like, mm. I can't do that. But man, if I could, mm. there's all these things that I would love to express, right? And I would just be so fascinated of anybody that can draw or create things. And so then that was that. But I could never do it. I, I can't draw or anything. And so when I went to college you know i stumbled upon the media program and whatnot then slowly started to see it's like oh there are other ways to create and then i got fascinated in it and then that's how i got into the whole audio visual and all that that world the media world right and so shortly after college um a key bit was um uh 2001 right 2001 was a pivotal year for me because um, my father passed away that year. And then, um, I had two near death experiences that year hmm. and then nine 11 as well. Right. So then there's a lot of finality, mortality right. kind of things in my life at that time. Right. And, um, so it's this whole bit of, and how, like I was, how old was I? It was like, 26 at the time 26 27 that, that was the year 26 27 right um and you know it's the whole mentality of life for sure what do you want you know like that kind of deal yeah. right it's like it, that, that's the makes a rethink yeah it's natural that you think like that and so that was my world it was like um lost my father or in the beginning part of the year um and then, you know, had two near death. The, the, the second one was the more serious one, which was, uh, like around fall and then nine 11, you know, and then nine 11 happened as well. Right. Close around that time. Mm. So just kind of, kind of nuts. Right. Um, or I think I'm getting the, the, the sequence mixed up, but anyway, it's like the, those were the bits nine 11 mm. father passes away, uh, two near deaths within a one year period. Okay. And then uh, life is short, that kind of deal. And um, it was at this time I was working for a media company. And then it was just this, this thought of, uh, you know, what do you want to do? And the answer was, I don't know. I don't know. But whatever my dreams are, whatever I aspire to, even if I didn't know what my dreams were at the time, uh, I knew it wasn't in the place where I was at. Right. And so I quit. <laughs> <laughs> so I quit. I was like, if it's not here, why am I wasting my time? Right. It's like, I'm not. And um, coupled with um, part of it is, uh, you know, um, you know, the economy was bad because of 9 11 and everything like yeah. that. Right. So it's like, there's that whole how do I make a living, all that. And there's not much clarity, but then I, I just knew it wasn't there. So it's like, I got to do something and quit. And so then, in 2002, that's when I started my uh, my first business, or I wouldn't say my first business, but my first main big business yeah. deal, which was a creative consulting firm. Started off as a production 
production company, but ultimately it's a creative consulting firm, right? Where we were all about uh, creativity and um, just anything creative. That's what we wanted to do. Mm. That's what we did. That's what yeah. we did. And um, yeah, so then this is the other path of my life. This, this, or at at this stage, this was another path. So then there were two paths going parallel. One was my martial arts path, which was I was running a school, and you know this was the main thing that defined my life. But not many people knew about this. And I was just going to bring that up because yeah. that's the interesting part. Like you had these like full two parallel lives, yeah. where like one is like it feels like it's for your internal being the martial arts was like that was what was defining you but a lot of the outside world didn't know that yeah so that's what defines me but then what my outward facing i almost say persona but mm. the outward facing um offering image uh contact point was creativity mm. right and so the creative consulting firm and our focus was, um, you know, uh, like uh, marketing and advertising. But then we focus on the creative side. Like we didn't write press releases. We didn't negotiate ad space. Like I, I, anything not creative wasn't interested. Anything creative, we are the people, right? Yeah. And so started it and did that for 10 years. Um, had a full staff, full studio, you know. Uh, yeah, full production studio. Uh, it was, It was amazing. And um, it was some of the best times of my life. And, you know, just, yeah, it was great. And so, you know, we're talking about the two parallel paths. Mm. Okay. So this is, this is, um, this is a key bit that makes everything make sense, at least to me. Right. Because one of my, what another key philosophy in my training, I wouldn't even say martial arts, but just like in, in terms of cultivation right? Like my stance on cultivation is if you, to see how good you are, if you, if you think you're good at what you do, okay. Um, to really test the, how good you are, you should be able to demonstrate a skill mm -hmm. in an arena outside of where you learn the skill. So someone who has no idea what, what you're doing, no idea yeah. what it is you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, and then so then and, and don't ever talk about it or point to it. Just do it, mm -hmm. apply it, apply your knowledge. So, to test your understanding and skill and um, depth of your knowledge, is apply it in an arena outside of where you learned it, and do not ever talk about it or point to it. Just do it and and see what it's like. So then that's what I did. I applied all my martial arts, my all the principles of my training to my business. And then that's, you know, um, yeah, we achieved a certain level of success. Um, we had, uh, yeah, like I said, we I know some of the funnest times of my life, right? It's like I'm in my late 20s to early 30s, you know, to 30s. Um, and at the say at at the time I was yeah I was running the school concurrently, but then it's like like I said people didn't know that I was that other part of my life is like I was the creative guy I was the creative director guy you know um, and this was establishing when I look back as like oh this is what was establishing my path as an artist mm. and um, yeah and so there was a point so then 
there's a point where the things um, converge, right? So it's like it started around like 2009-ish. That's where I, I, I would say that it um, it kind of started and it took a, a couple of years to really come together. So what happened was um, recession time, right? 2007, 2008, 2009, right? It was like kind of tough times, right? It was like recession time and, and you know, like um, business wasn't as good as it once was. And uh, so I'm talking with my business partner and, you know, I was like saying, we can do whatever we want, right? It's just, we got to make sure that this is what we want because we don't have to do this. We can do anything because whatever we choose is going to require work. Right, it's not success is just not going to magically appear. Yeah. Right, with us not doing anything. Right, it's like you got to do stuff, and um, then stuff can happen to you. You're like, or then you put yourself in positions, or you activate. You're 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 doing your part in, you know, making the connection to all the abundance and success and um, prosperity that are meant for you. Right, like you're you're doing your part to make the connection. Right. Mm-hmm. So we had this this this, uh, this discussion where I'm like, we don't have to do this creative consulting thing. We can turn this into a pizza shop if we want, but we just got to be clear on what mm. we want, right? And so then that was one conversation, and then at another conversation with um, one of my colleagues uh, was like a client colleague kind of deal. He comes over to the studio and he sees that. I'm kind of down, you know, like I was a, something was on my mind and mm. he, he just inquired, he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, I just open up and I say, it's like, ah, you know what? I don't know. I really don't know. But what I said, I remember the conversation. It went something like this, where he's, he asked what's wrong. I don't know. And then I, I we're sitting in my studio and uh, another key bit was. Uh, just to kind of go back a little bit, my company started in my apartment, <laughs> right? So it started in my apartment and, you know, like with three other friends and then we we did the most with what we had and then we kept building, building and then we eventually moved to a big studio with sound boots and, you know, uh, green rooms and all the fancy pantsy kinds of things, mm-hmm. right? And then we have, we had zero clients and then fast forward to a point in time where our portfolio was was pretty impressive, right? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, national and international client, local, national, international clients. Great. Right. So I'm sitting in my studio now. Right. And, and my friend, my colleague comes in and says, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't know. And I just open up and I say, it feels like something is missing, but I don't know what I was like, I was breaking it down. I'm like, I should be happy. I mean, mm-hmm. we got the studio, we got the clients, we got like all the things were, we were aspiring for, we achieved, but what's what's going on i'm like I, I don't know and i go i can't put my finger on it so it's like that that's what's rolling around and then he immediately responds and he says i know what it is and you know that kind of jars me mm-hmm. shocks me right like really how do you know really that? yeah it's like really okay I, but then i'm like all right you know trust them you know like we we have a relationship and um so i asked tell me what what do you see and then he says uh, and mind you, a uh, creative consulting firm for marketing and advertising, you know, like corporations and yeah. kind of thing, right? Um, he says, he's like, deep down, you are an artist. And everything that leaves here, you view as your work, your masterpieces, you know, your, in th- that, that's how you view it. But then what's eating you up is that 
you know, your clients are the ones that get final say in all this work. And so then, because what happens is like, what happened was in our portfolio, we had like an outward facing portfolio where mm -hmm. it's like, this is the thing. These are the things that went out into the world. And then we had like our internal portfolios, like this is how we actually wanted it to be. Right. The discrepancy of. Yeah. yeah. So kind of like the director's cup, right? You know, that kind of, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. but then we didn't share that with with many that was just like just so we have a record of it. it's like this, if it was up to us this is what it would be like but then this is ultimately what it went out as mm -hmm. it wasn't a good better best kind of thing we just kept those kinds of records right it wasn't there was no like um animosity or in bitterness yeah, or anything it was just it was just like okay this this is this is yeah this is one version there's another version and this is our archive right and but when my friend said that and you know because Prior to this, I didn't view myself as an artist, yeah. right? And then so I was a creative director and all this kind of stuff, like producer and all that. But um, I looked at him and I just said, you're right. You're absolutely right. Hmm. And it was that point that I made the decision, no more clients. And then from that point, it took me several years to like, you know, kind of, shut everything down and transition and the transition was um to doing what i'm doing now but then the trend how that transition came about or was um i wanted to share the whole of my world mm -hmm. worlds right so then one of the projects that we're working on is like okay you know let's uh let's put out a new press kit let's put out a new thing to show what we've done and everything like that and then in that as like I want to include the story of how this place started, which includes, I wanted to give a hint at um, my cultivation path, mm. martial arts, or maybe even more than a hint, you know, just start revealing it, right? Mm. And then um, what ended up happening was um, I, I, I started just like practicing and opening up and just sharing when it's appropriate, you know, mm -hmm. that, you know, there's another part of my life um, which is the main part, um, which is about this training and it's deep. Um, it involves martial arts and spirituality and, you know, just all, you know, all these bits about, um, sharing the depth of my, my training and my path. <laughs> and, um, this is where I got a pleasant surprise. I, when I was at this point, I was actually very nervous because at this point I was, you know, I was, you know, I was seen as the creative guy and, you know, it's like, that's, that's me. Right. Duh. But then the way I say it is like, that's like 10% of my world. Right. If that, I want to share a hundred percent of my world. And so I, you know, like, like I said, when it's appropriate, I didn't like force it, but then I shared it with a couple of my big and um consistent clients right because we we're doing projects all year long you know like di you know different capacities and we spend a lot of time together so i'm like you know i'm just kind of open opening up and say oh yeah you know i do this other thing and this is what it looks like and this is the the surprise that i got was the how people responded to that because i was nervous that i would turn into the weird dude and I would go from cool, creative guy to just like, 
this guy's too weird. This guy's too funky for us. It's too out there, right? In, in on, on the other side of out there, right? right? So there was a nervousness around that because like, you know, a big part, you know, there is um, parts of my training and cultivation that are just way out there, right? Because we're dealing with like an unbroken continuum from physical to metaphysical, tangible to non-tangible and back, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's and I've experienced that with you. Yeah. So that's what we're dealing with, right? And then I'm like, oh, okay. And you know, like so there's a nervousness. But then what the response was from clients that don't know each other, mm-hmm. right? So so one client was like, Oh, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. It's like that makes perfect sense. And then he even said he's like, you know what? This actually brings me peace because in their company and in their uh marketing division and everything like that. They, they, he told, what did he say? The way he put it is like, we were always trying to figure out what makes you guys different. What makes you different? (laughs) But we can never figure it out. We could never put a pot thing. Yeah, we can never figure it out. But then now that you said this, this makes perfect sense. Right? I'm like, whoa, okay. Mm. That's kind of cool. And then another, uh, uh, you know, like another uh, client or, or like just even associates and, you know, just affiliates now, like not even clients, you know, because I just started just being open and sharing this, this, this story with others. What ended up happening was I, I got asked to start speaking about this. So I got asked to speak is, can, can you just tell the story? And I'm like, what? I'm like, okay, fine. Let's do it. And at first it was just like, yeah, I'll do it as a favor and everything like that. And then it just it, it it turned into a thing where it was like oh what do you charge for these kinds of engagements i'm like well, i i don't even know where to begin with that right i was like and then so then that's that's where it started to uh um the wheel started to spin because in my martial arts world there is the uh workshop world and everything like that where i was already doing anyway but then even within that it was like not many people knew you had to be in the know to know that right yeah so it was like i was familiar and uh, with the workshop world and everything but then now i'm getting into this other bit of like mm-hmm. speaking and presenting and you know that kind of deal and that's when the wheel started turning and then that's what led that's what brings me to where i am now just more of that same trajectory that just flipped over completely where now it's like i don't do any commercial work um all my artwork is my own stuff and commission based, mm-hmm. but then you're commissioning me as an artist and, you know, um, I get final say, you know, like, like, yeah, it's the creative process. Yeah, it's you yeah, as, yeah, yeah, you yeah, are express, expressing. Yeah. My expression. And I want to touch on, cause you kind of said that, you know, you can say it a couple of times, oh, I was really afraid to, to show that part. Whereas it was, it's really interesting to me to see that actually like 90% of your world was kind of very closely held around you and only about 10% of of you people actually knew right Hmm. in a sense and I think a lot of people are like that because like because of the fear of vulnerability and the fear of will I be accepted for exactly who I am in this world and it's such a beautiful thing to hear that actually that's exactly what made you unique and people saw that but they couldn't put a finger on it but it was always there and sometimes I think maybe it's more obvious than we think it is but we don't trust ourselves that we we can be accepted and I think that's the fear that we have of showing our true self because 
the ultimate, I, I think the ultimate kind of fear is abandonment of like, what if no one accepts me for who I am mm -hmm. actually and mm -hmm. truly. Can you talk a little bit about what you, what helped you move through that and those kind of fears and, and did you just trust? Did you use your tools that you've, that you've been applying through the martial arts and all your spiritual practices or what kind of helped you move through that to really embody? Cause, cause now I look at you and I'm like, you, you're so embodied in this when in everything that you do, right. And everything that you speak and everything that you create and everything that you teach you'd never think that there was an element where that wasn't the case. So I'm wondering like, how do, like, what was the way, like what, anything that happened or anything that helped you move into that aligned embodied space? Okay. Um, to clarify, you know, it's like, so first of all, thank you for your very kind words. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it feels very good to, to hear all those things. And what I want to say is at that time, and even to this, you know, it's like, or like, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to that time because you're saying what, what made me move through this, you know, the space of fear and, um, nervousness and whatnot. I want to say that I didn't know who I was. Mm. I was still searching and I still am, right. I'm still exploring who I am, what I am, what I'm capable of. I, I have a deep curiosity of what I'm capable of doing, right? So then that's that's what drives me. So like um, one of the things that drives me. So to go back, you know, to that time, it's um, I didn't, I didn't know who I was. I, I was I was I was doing my best. Mm. I was doing my best with where I was at the time, right? So if you were to speak to me back then, it, it's like, yeah, um you'll easily know that I didn't know. Oh, what am I trying to say? What am I trying to say? <laughs> like I wasn't completely oblivious to who and what I am, but like I would have never have said, oh, this is all that I am. And then I don't know if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. And I don't think we all, like, I don't yeah. think we ever know all that we are because we <laughs> continuously evolved. Like yes. uh, you and I are curious people that are constantly evolving. Correct. However, I think there is a level of, for a lot of people, including myself, there's a lot of disconnect between who we know we can be on the inside and what we present on the outside. Yeah. So, Okay. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, we're constantly evolving. So then that's when I wanted to kind of like shed light on is like we're constantly evolving. And at that time, I, what I was, what I wanted to get at is like there was a lot of things that I didn't know. Right. And so what I hear you asking me is like, how did I get through these things? Yeah. Like even with the fear and the nervousness and everything, and even with the um, lack of clarity. Mm. Right. It's like how. And it comes down to, sincerity right sincerity and what i mean by that is like this this is um there's levels to this right where it's like being honest with yourself and being true to yourself as much as possible right even if you don't know the extent of who and what you are when you're capable of you know cause all of that and so did i use my tools answers yes so in my martial training right um you brought it up briefly and uh, i'll i'll, I'll 
blow it up a little bit more. I'll expand on it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. One of the um, one of the most powerful moments or enlightening moments, um, light bulb moments, aha moments in my training was the first time I threw a, another human being across the road. <laughs> All right, so um, context. <clears throat> I I was typically the smallest person in the dojo, right? And, um, you know, and young also, so teenager into early 20s, you know, that kind of stuff, right? So t late teens time. And there's a time where my teacher, you know, pulled me aside and he says, why are you trying to outmuscle everybody in here? It's like, that's never going to happen. Hmm. And is that because if, if they do what you do, they do your exercises and everything, you're never going to catch up to them. That's just the way it is, right? Because they're bigger than you, you know. So if you might outmuscle them now, but then if they do your exercises, they're going to get stronger too, physically, right? And yeah. So you're, you're, you're creating a, a version of health for yourself, <laughs> mm. right? Because you might get success now, but it's because you did more exercises. But if they do the same exercises, um, their physicalities, you know, when, when it gets evened out, you're not going to, this, this method will not work. Mm. Right. So it's like basically the, 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 the base message is you can't outmuscle these guys. Mm. And then he pauses and he says, but you can always out technique them. And then that flipped a switch in me that some, something happened at that point where I started like, Hmm, okay, what, what is this? What does that mean? And then I started searching for like what that meant and dissecting things differently, training differently. And then, you know, there came a time where I did throw a human being across a room. <laughs> and I remember that feeling of like what just happened and it felt like nothing. It felt like nothing. And, you know, it's like that, that became a marker. And what the reason why it became a marker, because this, this links back into sincerity. Sincerity is moving from your center, moving from your center with all of you towards another center, right? That's what sincerity is giving, you know, like knowing where your center is, um, aligning with that all your capacities all your limbs as much of you as possible plugged into that and then moving with that all of it towards another center that's sincerity mm -hmm. right because then now now so then these kinds of things is like this is how you embody sincerity this is how you know it's like you actually move your movements are sincere and when they are not sincere that's when it's hard right so it's like in the martial arts world in my world right where it's like when the body is not together, mm. it's so difficult. You get tired fast. Um, you get overtaken, you know, just all of that. But like when, when things are really, really connected, and this is where um, you can put an asterisk by that word connected, because I know, you know, like the words that I'm using are common words that are used in cultivation paths. But what I'm, what I am saying is something very deep where there's a certain sense of self, sense of place um, that 
that you move from, you know, where you get into a certain space in your being and then you move from that space with everything connected to it. Mm. And the thing is with my, with my training and my, like, or you, you mentioned it earlier as well, is like everything that I share can be physically demonstrated. Mm. And then that's one of my signatures. That's one of my signatures because that's where we don't have to imagine or conceptualize anything. It's like, no, we're going to feel it. And I actually want to bring that in because, you know, when people hear all of my arts and it's so out there and so I wouldn't be able to do it. I just want to actually bring that in because that feeling that you were describing. So a couple of years ago, Ray was here. We were doing a, we were, he was doing a retreat and um, him, uh, me and another couple of ladies were able to be part of that. And that the feeling of, of, of centeredness and being able to move, we've got that out of a few days just working with you guys and your students um where you know i can't even remember which who it was but like we, you had us do an exercise where they put all their power all their all their body weight on us but we did not move like and it was like that the, the describing that you did just there that feeling of it wasn't hard it just felt like the easiest and most natural thing on the planet. So that's what that's why I think your teachings are so amazing because you don't have to have years and years and years of training. Obviously, there is way more to it, but you can get a get a sense of it, and a, and and it's stuck with me since. And I've I've been searching, I've been searching, but that feeling is it's very achievable. And like you said, you can demonstrate very very easily and. It's so attainable for all of us and not just someone who's trained for, in martial arts for decades. Yes, yes. Yeah, so then that is, um, that's where my work is and that's the focus of my work is um, to be of service and for my work to be useful to as many as possible regardless of level of skill, experience, regardless of how much time we have together. Right. So one of the things that I share quite a bit, and this, this was, um, yeah, to go back into sincerity, right. To, to the, this ties into sincerity because I was saying, it's like, yeah, I'm using the word sincerity and I want to share the depth of mm -hmm. what I mean. Right. So in terms of passing on wisdom, right. So let's say because everybody has wisdom, right? Like through life experience and everything. It doesn't have to be martial arts. It could be anything. It could be like how to wash dishes and how to keep a space clean or how to run a home or how to fix a car, whatever, or a, a combination of these things, right? And it's like everybody has wisdom, right? I mean, they, they, whether it's what not to do or this is how to do it, this is the best way I know how to do it. Mm. So there's a wide range of this, right? So the thing that I say is like, how long do you need to pass on your entire body of knowledge and wisdom? So that's something that, you know, you should contemplate because acquisition time should cannot equal transmission time because let's say it takes you 80 years to acquire that knowledge. Is it going to take you 80 years to pass it on? Mm. Because then it's like not many people will stick around for that or like, you know, it's like, not many people, including ourselves, might, you know, don't have that kind of time. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so 
you know, it's like, it, it, it comes down to that. It comes down to time, right? We're like, how much time do you need to pass on the gems of your path? Mm. And so in my world, you know, it's like, I got it down to where, when you, this is the definition of sincerity, because on contact, you pass the wholeness of everything that you are and you have on contact. And what, and then that's a, a gray area as well, because it's like, what does contact mean? <laughs> And you see how we could easily get into like this other rabbit hole. But then it's like, I say the way I say that that's it, um, the daily practice, right? Kind of deal. It's like you practice with the cashier at the grocery store because you can't get into your life story or their life story because they have a job to do and they're not there to converse. But in the exchange of thank yous and have a good day, are you able to pack in? everything that you are and have into those things mm. and it's like so the transmit is there the unlocking is another journey altogether right but then this is what i mean by sincerity mm. moving with all of you all the time mm. all the time there's no on and off switch for this and you do your best all the time mm. right and um regardless of result regardless of result it's like you gotta try and it's like this is in order to move with all of you, this this now starts to open up these questions of like, what is all of me? Do I even know all of me? I was just gonna ask that. I don't think we all. Like yeah. That. So then that's where the training <laughs> comes in because if you you know you brought up you know like our time together when we train together, it's like if you look at my training, it's like it's it's not flashy, it's very <laughs> mundane, but it's it the mm -hmm. you know, it, yeah the response is profound and every time it's like what. Yeah, like the the amount of like, wait, what? What? Yeah, it, it, and that that's what it is, right? And it's like, okay, describe that, right? And then oh, I can't. Then it goes back to it's like, yeah, I can't describe. You just have to feel it. Yeah, that's that's how it loops back to that the beginning of this podcast where it was like, oh yeah, it's hard to explain. But, but I think that the thing that you're saying is like moving with sincerity and and having that in every single moment, maybe that's a description of what you do. It's bringing yourself into that space of alignment, of, of trusting that this is who I am. And if I have that knowledge, and again, it's evolving obviously, but moving through the space and time that we are and having like, maybe that's the ultimate goal. I don't know. Yeah. Because like, um, yes. So that's a good way to describe it because like I said earlier, it's like um, my work is focused on physical to metaphysical, tangible to non-tangible in an unbroken continuum both ways, hmm. right? So this is where the physical demonstrations come in. It's like regardless of whatever it is that I'm talking about and whatever it is that I'm sharing, there will be a physical demonstration so we don't have to visualize or conceptualize or imagine things is like no we will have a physical 3d lived experience that you probably can't put into words <laughs> right but then that is valuable mm. that is valuable and then you can extract that from that experience you can extract for even if we don't see each other ever again for many lifetimes you have something that you can keep extracting from yeah and so that's um you know that's that's how this works. That's what the training is about. You you described, you know, your experience of like 
you know, you did certain things and then you're able to process uh, and interact with large amounts of force. Yeah. Right? That, you know, Say it way better than I do. Yeah. You're, you're able to interact with large amounts of force without diffusing the force, without having to, to you know, um, change the source of where that force is coming from mm. in, in your experience, other people. Mm -hmm. Right? And we did many people, right? It's, it's like many, like everybody in the room got the chance to work with each other, right? And this is where those kinds of, um, uh, those kinds of techniques, you know, like the reason when we go through that kind of training, this is showing the relationship between the tangible and non-tangible parts of our being, mm. because there are actually a lot of non-tangible parts of our being. And so it's like, how do you align these? And it's like, if you say you're aligned, okay, show me. <laughs> Don't tell me about it. I, I want to see it. I want to feel it. Don't use words, mm. right? Because if you're using words, then it's like, I have to know your language then you're limited to people have to speak my language in order to know my right. my wisdom right so um yeah it's like that that um and then this this leads to you know we're talking about sense of self sense of place this leads to integrity right and integrity the definition or my definition of integrity is being yourself under any circumstance yeah, but again, who is yourself? Like, that's and that's right. that's the kind of figuring out, that's right? right? That's the journey of. That's right. And so, um, within the you know, like the workshops, uh, the retreat that you experienced, and you know, some of my training, it's like we include the physicality to this, mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, this is how you move, this is how you walk, but then if something comes in your way, um, how much of your walk changes, mm. right? And it's not to say that you don't adapt and change. So then that's part of being you, but then how do you adapt? How do you change? Right. It's like, and then working on that because like each, each position, each, um, state has strength and then, or not. Mm. Right. And so then that's, that's where the training comes in. Right. And then, yeah. And it just, it just keeps going. It just keeps going. Right. I mean, um, yeah, and I can't get enough. It, ultimately, it's like I have a deep curiosity of like what I'm capable of doing. And mm. it's just here I am somehow. I'm led here and I'm speaking to you. Like, yeah. It, it, it. I suppose, unfortunately, our time is nearly up as well. And is there anything that you would say to someone who is starting out on this path of figuring out, well, who is this person here anyway? Who is me? Who is Who am I? in this world, um, is there any one thing that you kind of say is like, start there or do that? Yeah, I would say be true to yourself, but be honest with yourself and whatever it is that you aspire to do or yeah, it's like you're aspiring to do something. It doesn't have to make sense to anybody but you. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's the thing is like be true to yourself be honest with yourself and you know like just and try mm -hmm. just try don't worry about the result just try and uh, one of my favorite sayings is um those that say it's impossible should stay out of the way of the person that's doing it 
is yes yeah that's one of my favorite sayings and you know like back in the day like uh you know it's like we had a version of that where it, you know it's like not quite that but then it was like you know we were young you know this is the creative consulting yes. you know because you were so young we were like in our 20s and we were competing with like established firms and then that kind of deal and our model was it's not the tools the talent and um I, I, I actually got some contracts from saying my pitch was, I know who I'm up against. I know that, you know, there are other firms coming in and they have the big budgets and the toys and everything. And they'll blow us out of the water. I know it. But like, we don't have any of that. We don't have the tools. We don't have budgets. We don't have the context. But we're keeping up. So it's like, imagine if we did have all that stuff, what we could be going to put, right? And so um, one of my biggest pies back then, you know, we're still friends. And he was my mentor back then. And, you know, we're still friends to this day and we keep, we keep in touch and everything. And then um, this was like a couple of years ago, I asked him, I'm like, what were you thinking hiring us out? Oh my God, like we, you know, like, you know, and, he, and then he, his response, he just starts laughing. He goes, yeah. He goes, oh, don't get me wrong. He's like, we had plan B, C, D, E, F. I don't, don't get it twisted. But we were just so curious what you guys were capable of doing. Mm -hmm. And every time you blew us away. And I'm like, wow, okay, cool. You know? Um, yeah, so then it comes back to the, you know, the advice of like, you know, you're asking me what, what advice would I have for your listeners or for anybody who's embarking on this path. And I would say regardless of where you are in your path, whether you're beginning, or you've been on it for a long time, don't give up and be honest with yourself. And it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else but you. Just try. Nice. Where can people find you and your work? I know you're in Hawaii. I know you're doing workshops sometimes in, in the UK. Um, yeah, where can people find more about you? Yeah, so I have a website, raycarbolito.com. I'm also on social media platforms, um, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, all under Ray Carbolito. So Facebook is Ray Carbolito Artwork and Training, Instagram at Ray Carbolito, YouTube at Ray Carbolito. We'll link all of that as well. Yeah, and um, yeah, um, at the time of this recording, um, I have a, a workshop in London coming up. Um, so that's an excellent event. I'll uh, be making my way back to Hawaii and I'll have offerings in Buffalo, New York, as well as uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And then I'm back to Hawaii and yeah, um, to keep up with everything else, just check the site or any social media. Well, and we hope to bring you back to Ireland at some stage as well to kind of do, do more work. So. I'd love, I'd love to be. <laughs> so thank you so much for taking out the time. It was such a pleasure talking to you and spending time with you and in the physical space as well. Thank you very much for having me. This was really fun. Thank you for listening to another episode of Unlock Your Magic. If you like this episode, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast to subscribe, rate, or leave us a review. These small actions help us immensely since we're an independent podcast without any sponsorship. See you next time.